everybody and welcome back. I am the Bull and this is See the Bullski, the podcast where I talk about leadership, followership, resiliency, and wellness. We are back and if you haven't been listening lately, for the last four weeks I have been talking about the different pillars of resiliency. So far I've covered the mental, physical, emotional, and social side, which just leaves one, spiritual. Now admittedly, I thought this was probably the hardest one for me and I think it's also probably the hardest one for a lot of other people. But after reviewing some stuff and some deep reflection, I, I think it's just as valid as the others because while the spiritual side does include religious aspects, which is what I usually think of with spiritual stuff in general, and I imagine others do as well, you might, there, there is something to be said about the difference between religion and spiritualism. And that's what I'm kind of hoping to get the point out today. So let's get into it. Starting with the definition to help us all get on the same page as usual, spiritual resilience is the ability to maintain a positive spirit even in the face of adversity. Now, while this does include the religious aspect and quote unquote higher power components, it includes, you know, that's included in a lot of religious practices. There is more to it because spirit has a loose definition and includes the non-physical part of a person, which is the seat of emotions and character. Now, I've talked about physical, mental, and emotional resilience, but the thing is, they're all physical in that way that they include biomechanical and biochemical aspects of our brains. And yes, I do think spirit does come from that. There is something to be said about the spirit in that it's this unbeatable aspect we all have within us that allows us to go beyond what our physical limitations might tell us are possible. To me, it includes that part of what makes you, you in your core. It is the part of you that makes you unique and it adds power to your personality and your internal drives. It's what allows you to push beyond your limits when you swear that you are about to break. It's that ultimate trump card of our soul that gives us the power to push past loss, fear, pain, and all of the other negativity that we can have in our lives to allow us to strive for something almost superhuman. Now having spirit can mean quote, an animating or vital principle held to give life to physical organisms, end quote. And while the principal part could be our thoughts and emotions, spirit is what you draw on that supersedes the body. Maybe a way to think of spirit is the core part of each of us that pulls all of our thoughts and emotions together in an individualistic blend that creates an unbreakable or unbeatable force that we can all tap into and draw upon, especially when things are going wrong, particularly when things are going wrong. I mean, I, I now for one, I love anime. The storytelling, the music, the voice acting, the art, all of it. And I grew up watching a pretty famous anime that even non-anime folks probably have heard of. It's called Dragon Ball Z. I know, I'm, I'm totally tapping into the nerdy people right here. The younger generation is totally feeling me. I hope, if not, oh well. But like a lot of people, my favorite character in this anime is Vegeta. I am not a fan of Goku, not going into it, but I like Vegeta. Now, for context, he is one of the last of his kind. He's part of this warrior race called the Saiyans, and he is the most arrogant, prideful SOB to ever walk the earth. He is completely obsessed with being the best, being the strongest, and at one point in his story, he allowed himself to get brainwashed by this bad guy so that the bad guy, the bad guy would unlock his dark potential. Basically, he felt that he had gotten weak because he became a good guy, in a, kind of, and he wanted the bad guy at this point to block all of the goodness out of him and just let him be a warrior. Anyway, 
after the brainwashing, he wants to fight his rival. Like, that's why he did it. Like, block out all the good stuff. Make me who I was. I just, I want my unlocked dark potential. I just want to fight. That's it. Like, he just wanted to throw down and find out once and for all who was the best. And the bad guy was trying to manipulate him because he, you know, hey, Vegeta allowed himself to get tapped into. So the bad guy is trying to manipulate him, trying to brainwash him. Well, Vegeta wasn't having it. And remember, he allowed himself to be brainwashed to get more power, but once he was being forced to go against his only goal, he completely flips out. And you know, the, the harder the bad guy pushes, the harder Vegeta pushes back, right? And during during this time frame when he's like trying to force Vegeta to get what he wants out of him, Vegeta says something that I'm pretty sure I've memorized after all these years. And I have to remember he's like screaming and like flexing and like you know, he's, he's all amped up. He goes, I won't be distracted by this anymore. I won't. It'll take more than head games to stop me. You may have invaded my mind and my body, but there's one thing a Saiyan always keeps, his pride. Cue the epic music, cue the epic screaming, you know, rah, he does his big thing. And when it comes to an end, Vegeta is in control. And even another character is like, what kind of strength allows a person to fight against and overpower their own enslaved body? Well, that strength is Vegeta's pride, or in another way of looking at it, it's his spirit. Now, I know full well that Meat is talking about that anime. It, it's silly and it's for kids. I completely understand whatever moving beyond it. What I love about anime, though, is, like I said, it, it's storytelling and the representation that resonates with the viewers. Because somewhere deep down, we can all connect with that desire to have something so dear to us that no matter what happens, no matter who or what is around us, no matter how bad things get, we will not be distracted from our goals. We won't. We all know what head games feel like and how infuriating it is to have some outside voice telling us what to do or who we should be but in our spirit we we know who we are and that helps keep us focused to keep it's what keeps us moving no matter how painful the struggle is because at the end of, end of the day the only person that can beat us that can stop us is ourselves outside noise is just that noise you know unless we choose to allow it in and even if you allow it in you can choose not to listen you know, if if my house is me, right? If our homes are our bodies, right? There's the and there's construction going on in the neighborhood. I can choose to listen to the construction noise and let it irritate me, or I can put on my headphones and do what I need to do and just block it out. That is spirit. It's that voice inside each of us that we should be listening to. And sometimes we just need to learn how to block out the outside noise and listen to ourselves. And that can definitely be hard, but I think it is worth it. Now I'm not a religious person at all. Nothing against if nothing against you if you are, but I am not an extremely religious person. I'm not religious by any stretch of the imagination. But I would say that I am pretty spiritual. And I think that we all are in some form or fashion, just in different ways. But you know, that's what makes all of us special and unique, as well as valuable, because sometimes no matter how strong you are of body, mind, or spirit, you may need some help. I mean, how many of you saw Avengers Endgame? I know I, I went from anime and now I'm going into Marvel. We're going off the rails today. Probably most people saw Avengers Endgame. And if you haven't, I don't know what you're doing. You know, it's only the highest gross, grossing movie of all time. But if you remember at the end of Endgame or near the end of Endgame, spoilers, there was a big three fight with Thanos, right? And Thanos whoops on all of them. He lays out Tony, he lays out Thor, and you know, the last person standing is good old-fashioned Captain America Steve Rogers. Oh my gosh, what a fight, right? Ah, oh, I love that scene. 
Hammers were picked up and thrown, and in the end, Steve is beaten bloody, his shield is shattered, and Thanos summons his army. And what does Steve do? He gets up. He restraps his his broken shield like a boss, and he stands before an entire army ready to go because even though his body is broken, his spirit remained. You know, and, and that's, that's, ah, I don't even know where to go from that. Like, it's such a critical scene. And even though it's fake, if you were in the movie theater, if you watch the movie now, you can't help but feel that drive. Like, oh, we all want to be that person. We all want to feel like no matter what's coming at us, we are going to stand up and keep going. And the great part is we all have that capability. It's just tapping into that spiritual side. Anyway, again, I know that those examples are fiction, but I don't know anyone who doesn't or didn't get hyped up by that moment in Endgame because it was the symbolism being shown that mattered. And we see that symbolism in TV and in movies and in anime and cartoons and in music. We hear it all around us. And the reason that it amplifies us is because it resonates with something in our core. It's resonating with our spirit and our spirits wanting to be wants to break out and empower us and sometimes we just need to learn how to listen and how to tap into it we all want to believe that we're that person who can against all odds broken bloody tired sore we want to believe that we're going to stand tall because we aren't beaten until we're dead and that to me is what spiritual resilience is all about it's that internal fire that iron will and the belief that there is more to us than just being flesh puppets and that unseen untraceable core makes us more than we ever believe we are capable of being and it's what helps push us to those that that height of resolve and unbeatability so like i said earlier uh, spiritual resilience also does include religious aspects but there's a difference between religion and and spiritualism and this explanation that i'm going to use comes from mcknightmckay.com and they did some research on the army in 2019 and here's what they had to say religiousness has specific behavioral social doctrinal and denominational characteristics because it revolves around a system of worship and doctrine that is shared within a group spirituality is concerned with the transcendent addressing ultimate questions about life's meaning with the assumption that there is more to life than what we see or fully understand and it's important to realize and this is me you know the quotes over uh, it's important to realize that the transcendent portion because that in, internal drive that we all have does come from our own realizations and solutions to the questions surrounding life and existence. Religious people of many denominations, they're able to draw upon their writings and their teachings, and that's great because it allows them to use an avenue when their core has been impacted in some negative way. You know, But just because you don't have a specific religion to follow doesn't mean that you are alone or don't have any help whether you're religious or not you know which the religion side does have that group component because you know groups of religion uh, or maybe you're just more individualistic and spiritual right it's more of a solitary approach there are always people that can be around you who can help you by sharing their light with you when you feel stuck sometimes life makes us feel like we're in this cave of darkness because we're just we're so beaten down we don't know where to go and it's it can feel all encompassing and it's an all surrounding and the only light can sometimes feel like this pocket lighter of spirit or faith. You know, the darkness can be a bit overwhelming in those moments. But in those moments, hopefully, you either built up your spiritual resilience to pull a flashlight or a lantern, or for some people, a flamethrower of spirit out of your resiliency backpack to help light the way. Or hopefully you have people who know where you are and can bring some of their light with them to help you get out of that cave and i swear these analogies get weirder every week right 
spiritual resilience it, it is a real thing but like all the pillars of resiliency the spiritual side needs to be developed and maintained and some of the things that you can do to help bolster and build up your spiritual resilience is first off spend time and find your meaning to life don't let other just people decide it for you what is it that you want to be here for? Now, you can believe that there's a master design for you, but even then, you need to find out what that is. So spend your time searching and moving in that direction. So whether you believe that it's predestined or if you believe that you create your own fate, find it. Okay, what is it then? I'm not going to tell you which way to go. Live your best life, but don't let other people decide it for you. Once you have that, when times get tough, Develop the habit of meditating or at least reflecting on your beliefs, especially in tough times to help keep you going and help keep you grounded and centered. Learn to appreciate your faith or bask in the warmth of your spirit. For example, you can pray if you're religious or you can talk to your religious advisors or if you're like me and maybe not as religious and you're more spiritual. I like to push myself, particularly like I'll say working out. I like to amp myself up and get myself all jazzed up like I'm powering up for Dragon Ball Z. And then I like pushing myself to my breaking point where I don't think I have anything left and then I just keep going. And it's amazing how many times and people that work out, you know what I'm talking about, like when you can get to that point where you can draw upon your spirit to keep you moving, it's amazing how often you can go well beyond what you thought you were truly capable of. So again, testing yourself, pushing yourself, putting yourself in situations where uh, where your strength is tested because that's the only way that you're going to get stronger. If you don't, you know, if you don't work it out, it's not going to grow. Again, this applies to either religious or spirit, but learn to forgive yourself for not being perfect and maybe repent if needed, however you want to interpret that. Basically have the willingness to just try to be your best, truest self each and every day. And lastly, I would say, remember your goals and reflect on your goals and focus on the things that truly matter to you. You know, again, learn to put on them headphones if the outside noise is getting too much. Learn to listen to that internal music that is your spirit. And overall, I think the biggest thing you can do to develop spiritual resilience is learn to know yourself and take pride in that. Learn to value and appreciate yourself for who you are and stop letting other people determine what is right for you. Remember that every day you have a chance to be the person you want to be and the only person stopping you is you. Learn to build up your spirit just like you work out to build physical strength or handle stressful situations to build mental resilience. Don't be afraid to push yourself. And I want to leave you with a quote by Marianne Williamson. Um, it's a little dialogue called Our Deepest Fear. I just ask you to listen, with, you know, listen to the underlying message and don't get distracted by keywords. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel unsure around you. We were born to, ma to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Now, whether you are a religious person or not, there is a place for spirituality in all of our lives, and by extension, spiritual resilience. The path to it might be different for some of us, and that's fine. 
I just hope that you learn to see the light within you and you allow others to see it as well because darkness and the fear of it is an inherently natural reaction in living creatures. But we have the ability to bring light into the darkness and share our light with others as well as light our own path and help them find their path. If only we have the courage to flip on that light switch within us or again, help others learn to flip that switch or allow others to help us learn to flip on our switch. A couple different ways you can look at it. So there you go. Five weeks, five pillars of resiliency done. Some of these may be harder for you listening than others. I think that's totally understandable. And I know that resiliency gets a bad rap sometimes, but the fact is they are skills that can be developed and they can be helpful. They may not make things go away or prevent terrible or uncomfortable things from happening, but they can help you manage the discomfort and improve your ability to recover. And that is largely because of those reasons that I wanted to break them down one by one to either help you start developing them or even just to learn to appreciate what they can do for you or others. So as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to my ramblings. And please don't forget to click that follow on whatever platform you're listening to this on so that you can get my weekly updates. And please share this out with others. And remember, we are having some big holidays coming around and those can be tough for some people. So please take care of yourselves and watch out for those you know around you. Um, go into this next week. I hope you have a great week, but go into this next week with a little bit of Vegeta in you. So I'm gonna paraphrase from my dude. You know, you can break my mind, you can break my body, but there's one thing you will never break, and that is my spirit. And I hope you take that same mentality into your next week until you uh, hang out with me next time. But with that, I will check you out next week.